that joke perfect. Welcome to the <laughs> Glorious Mods Adventure 64. We're so glad you're here. Um, we are coming to you live on twitch.tv slash Bards. Also available on our YouTube channel, Search Inglorious Bards, as well as every podcast platform out there. You can find all that and more on our website, ingloriousbards.com. Um, special thanks out to Clay God, who is joining us live right now on our Twitch stream, who has also uh, turned in some fantastic art, including a recent picture of Bali. Uh, you can find that. Uh, some of his uh, uh, original Jix, actual clay uh, grenade <laughs> bomb sculptures you can find on our Discord fan art server. And he also provided a gorgeous chalice that uh, uh, we've given to uh, Christopher that he has, I'm sure, on his mantle for, from uh, Sir Brentmose's Chalice Hunt, physical clay uh, painted chalice that is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so thank you to him and to everyone else uh, who's joining us uh, and following us on our adventures, as well as our Patreon supporters, keeping the lights going. Um, and without further ado, uh, let's get a recap of what happened on the last adventure from Jeremy. Our adventure was five weeks ago, and it started off with Yaru being plagued by nightmares uh, and really just finding out and really trying to grapple with who he is and what he was going on. And suddenly, Scorginar appears in his dreams with promises of peace for him. Uh, after waking up, uh, Yaru kind of agrees and makes some pact and acceptance with Scorginar. And then joins the rest of the party who tells him about finding the new Scorginard Tower. Or sorry, the new, uh, yeah, the, the, the Tower of, of Scorginard out in uh, the the Plain Rock. And so the, the Slain Rock is where we're going. It's been a while, you guys. It's been a long time. We're headed out to Slain Rock as the whole group. And we are encountered by the orcs that we all saw the first time. But the rest of them are there. There's over 180 of them just kind of surrounding us. At which point, Sildren steps forward and destroys them all. Just kind of kills nearly all of them. There are a few that are still left that we start getting into battle with. But during that process... There is a whole level of Illistel soulbounds that got beamed out of the tower and uh, started attacking us as well. So now we're in the middle of two different fights. And if that wasn't big enough, the Honorkrin showed up later on on a giant golden beam out of the sky to enter the fight again. So it's madness. It's mayhem. We're killing anything that's not killing us or trying to. And that's where we left off. So... In the middle of the fight, maybe surviving, Xander's certainly close to dead, a lot closer than he wants to be. We're going to see where it ends up, if it goes anywhere at all. So with that, let the adventure begin!
The battle rages on at the base of the Tower of Scordrenar. Tribal orcs hack away with jagged swords against Scordrenar's undead. The dead themselves claw at golden-armored Honorkren, who have also joined the battle, while the heroes fight everyone within reach. Over 200 dead orcs circle the battle, slain by Sildren's withering spell. The clockwork dragons of the Honorkren crunch metal jaws into the undead. Bali, the dwarven priest, prepares to blast away with holy light, yet finds himself face to face with an armored Honorkren wielding a glaive. What do I do? Do I kill this one? Whose side are we on? We're the good guys! Xanner looks around at the hundreds of dead orcs. I mean, at least I think we're the good guys! <laughs> kill everyone who's not killing you! Piercy, the swashbuckler, ducks under the jaws of a clockwork dragon with a smile. Hoo-ha, <laughs> like this one! Oh, you can't catch me, Baiji Serpent Machine! While the violence rages, a black energy forms at the top of the tower. It crackles into a magic cloud that slowly envelops the tower from the top down. I do not like the look of that cloud of magic. It's surrounding the tower! At Yaru's words, an Onocrine soldier stops fighting and points his glaive at the magical cloud slowly enveloping the tower. A purple beam of magic flashes out from the glaive and hits the dark energy. The two forces of magic lock together, halting the descent of the black cloud. Another Onocrine soldier strikes the energy with a second beam. What are they doing? You've come here to stop Scorgenar, yes? Yes, we have! We cannot hold this power at bay forever. Whatever you were going to do here at the tower, you better do it now. Wait, I know you. You're second calibrate Anir of the Honorkrin. <gasps> That's right! You tried to kill me and my friends over and over! That doesn't matter now. You must hurry or Scorgenar will consume this tower. Do what you need to do, but stay clear of our magic and dragons in any way or chaos will erupt. Now go! <laughs> Sildren hesitates, unsure if he should strike down the Honorkrin while he has the chance, or risk diving into the tower before it is too late. Before he can react, Piercy leaps onto the back of a clockwork dragon and pulls hard on its reins. The beast screeches, flaps its metallic wings, and flies just above the ground. Piercy kicks his heels and sends the dragon racing across the battlefield towards the door to the tower. The dark cloud at the top of the tower continues to descend, consuming more and more of the structure. Two beams of magic from the Honorkrin glaive light up the entire tower, slowing down the destructive clouds surrounding it. The dragon, with the Yosoki on its back, flies faster and faster straight at the door at the bottom of the tower. Everyone on the battlefield, heroes and Honorkrin, yells out to Piercy. No! no! What are you no! doing? Stop! Piercy, don't do it. No, get off the dragon. <laughs> Piercy smiles and waves back at his friends from atop the clockwork dragon as he flies to the tower. Oh, hi! Hi! Yes, yeah, yeah, me, it's okay. Uh, me and uh, the metal gizzard here, we smash the door. Uh, we get inside uh, the, the tower, uh, get the message, and, and we be bigger heroes, yeah? Uh, don't worry, uh, I'm gonna live forever. The clockwork dragon zeroes in on the door and smashes it to pieces. The moment the dragon touches the magic surrounding the tower, the purple beams and dark cloud implode at a point focused on the smashed doorway. A huge gust of wind pulls inwards. There is a moment of silence, then boom! A huge wave of chaotic magic blasts out from the tower, enveloping everyone on the battlefield. Oh my god. Palik sees a vision of a city. 
there is a snap. She blinks twice and finds herself on a busy street corner. The dream of some battle at a tower fades away like a far, far away dream, and she turns her attention to the people meandering through the crowded little market. It is years ago, and a younger Polique sits behind a makeshift stall in the city of Mirskan. In the cramped market, the halfling and her mother have several pairs of new trousers, tunics, and leather shoes spread out over crates and barrels. A few people pass by, barely noticing the garments. Polique slumps down on a wobbly stool and sighs at her mother. Oh my god! This is so boring. Patience, Polique, patience. Remember, an honest day's work is better than risking a moment of trouble. But why do I have to be here? Why can't I go hang out at Long Pier with everyone else? A well-to-do woman from Thale stops by their stall and looks through the shirts. Polique's mother brings out a basket of fancier clothes to show the lady before turning back to her daughter. You're not going to the docks because I'm not having my daughter grow up on the streets getting into trouble. A good young lady doesn't belong at the docks. I'm no young lady. You will be if I have anything to say about it. And one day, when you're older, maybe you'll thank your wise old mom who fussed over you. The lady peeks at the clothes in the basket, stops, and pulls out a blue dress. It's made of simple cotton but has fancy embroidery. Polique sees the lady looking at the dress, and the young halfling's eyes light up. Well, isn't this pretty? It is! It's a beautiful dress. I made that one! With my mother's help. It's a lovely style. You certainly have an eye for dresses, young lady. Polique beams with pride. I tried to match the style of a noblewoman's dress I saw once in the street uh, on the east side of the city. It's wonderful. I'll take it. Polique's mother folds up the dress and takes the coin. Polique runs over and hugs her mom excitedly. I did it! I just sold my first dress! I can't believe it! A beautiful dress for my beautiful girl. And we made some coins too! How, how much? How much? How much do we make? It looks like a little... Well, what do we have here, ladies? Two local thugs circle Polique and her mother. Everyone else in the little market turns away. Looks like you're selling on all street and ain't paid us nothing. House Fast doesn't like having people selling all street. Who the hell do you think you are? One of the thugs punches Polique in the belly, dropping her to the ground. The other steps close to her mother and puts his hand on the hilt of his dagger. You don't want none of this. Now hand over the coin. Don't give him anything. The coins aren't yours. We need this money. <laughs> Pay with coins or blood. The choice is yours, lady. Polique's mother turns to her daughter and then back to the thugs. Please, it's the first time my daughter has ever sold a dress, and we just need to... <sighs> mother stands face to face with one of the thugs. She reaches down and feels the hilt of the dagger in her belly and the blood trickling down. No! Mother drops to her knees as blood runs down her dress. The coins clatter on the stone street. Stupid woman. I warned you. The thug bends over and scoops up the coins. Polique draws her own tiny knife, her face red with rage. She screams and lunges at the two thugs. You bastards! I will kill you! The young halfling dives at the men, stabbing furiously. Chaos and screams fill the little market. As her mother lays in the street, Polique kills for the first time in her life. 
and the city of Mirskan is never the same again for Palik. Bali sees a vision of his home in the dwarven kingdom of Shadowhall. There is a snap. Bali blinks twice and finds himself sitting at the family table. Though wise for his years, Bali knows not to disrespect his father at a time like this. Bali's father paces back and forth across the main room of the house with anger in his eyes and clenched fists. The rest of Bali's family are also here, his brother, sister-in-law, and nephew, but no one dares say a word. After more pacing, Bali's father stops and stares at his son, who will not meet his gaze. Let me see if I have this just right. At your coming of age, you, the eldest son of the proud Ashbeard family, decided not to take the hammer and shield. Not to protect Shadowhall, as we have done for generations. Bali continues to look away. This is, uh, this is true, father. And then you decide, of all things, to enter the clergy that the Stone Father has called to you. That you will be a priest down in Sunderforge, away from your family, leaving your brother to take care of the business on his own. Not serving with your father as a guard for the kingdom. Do I have that right? I had a revelation in the stone father. Do I have that right? Yes, father. And after so many arguments between us, you finally said you'd leave the temple and become a soldier and protect our homeland. You agreed to that. And after pulling many strings, I was able to get you assigned to the king's army. I'll be the bravest soldier they've ever seen. Isn't that what you said? Bali does not say a word. His brother shifts uncomfortably in his seat. And after months, months of supposedly training with this army, you come in here to my home and tell me you've been spending more and more time at the temple after all. You left your military training, went back to the church. After everything I've done for you. It's not like that. The Stonefarer himself called to me. I am touched by his strength. You cannot ignore a power as deep as that. But you can lie to your father. The dwarves of Shadowhall need me as their priest. Bali's father points to his own hammer, armor, and horn hanging on a stand by the door. You do not decide what is best for you or this family. And certainly not Shadow Hall. Everyone at the table looks down at the floor, except Bali, who finally finds the courage to look his father in the eyes. I did not come here to fight with you. I came here to let you all know something. Yes, I am a priest of Stonefather, and yes, I lied. I am sorry for not finding the courage to tell you sooner. But a cleric is who I am. But you know, you have to know, 
with the war against Charais growing in the West, Mason Lord Holdem <clears throat> is sending a delegation to Navarre. They will need. They will. They will meet with the king there and see how Shadow Hall can help the kingdom of men. I'm going with this delegation. I'm going to meet with King Feon as a cleric, as a representative of Stonefather, and as a proud Ashbeard. I am a priest, father, not some simple soldier. Simple? And what's wrong with being a soldier? When has that not been good enough for the Ashbeards? Where is it written, Stone, that your firstborn must be a soldier? What's wrong with me following my own calling? Besides, you are not even a soldier. You always talk about glorious battles and honor, yet not once have you ever taken up arms and left Shadow Hall. You're just a guard, kept busy watching over old guild halls that no one cares about. The room goes completely still. The old man across the table looks at Bali with fire in his eyes. Choose your next words very carefully, priest. We've all heard the stories, father. People talk. We pretend we don't hear them, but we do. Old Ashbeard didn't report for a guard duty today. Old Ashbeard's drunk Get again! Get out! And when the thieves broke into the guild hall, everyone saw you flee and run. You talk about duty and being a soldier. Where was your duty then? You can hide from your shame, but your sons bear it. Out! Out, damn you! Bali looks at his brother and his family before standing up and walking towards the door. It's my life, and I know what I must do. I'm sorry we disappoint each other. Bali walks out the door, takes one last look at the family horn hanging nearby, and wonders when he will see his father again. Great read, Alistair. Alistair, high five. Yeah, that's a great read, man. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, sir. Did you factor that in? <laughs> <laughs> playing Bali's brother. I'm downcast. Seth's tearing up, and I go, it's not that good of a script. <laughs> Xanner, you see a vision of your childhood playing around the farms of your beloved Edlin home. There is a snap. You blink twice. There is a metallic grinding noise, an airy magical sound you've heard once before. You blink again. Something isn't right. Okay. Um. It's just, it's just not, it's, it's off. Uh, do, do I have any any senses, any any smells or ideas, or it just feels weird? Smells grungy and sweaty. Your eyes are slowly finding a light as you blink, and you feel uh, paralyzed, as though you cannot move. 
Oh, shoot. Not again! Um... I'm, Xander's gonna look around. You try and clear your eyes. You cannot move your hands to rub them. You finally blink your eyes and can see some torches in a dirty, dingy, sawdust-covered cell and find yourself totally magically held flat against a tall slab of obsidian with your hands and legs locked in place and the weight of a necklace around your throat. Oh, dear. You can see a bronze, bulky, orc-looking guy who is sitting at the far end of the room and he looks at you briefly and pays no attention. You can hear some footsteps and see some shiny black fancy boots coming down some stairs into this room. Down comes a handsome man in some fine clothes with a fine cloak with a flared uh, neckline. He's got a well-kept goatee and he uh, strides in and holds up a hand to uh, tell the uh, orc jailer to keep his distance the man strides through clearly in command here and he walks over to you and has to uh, kneel down to get to your level and again you're flat up against this slab uh, hands and legs and everything held in place hello there my little friend hello i guess am i really friends are we friends can we be friends i can't shake your hand can i shake your hand uh, not quite yet. Do you, you do know who I am? I don't... ish. You see him wince a bit, but he keeps a big smile. <laughs> Tell me, what is your name? I've never quite got it. I'm... I'm Xanner of the Defenders of the Realm. <laughs> is that what you call yourselves? Yes, right. we're, we're defenders of Arena and champions of King Phaon, and we've the destroyers of Charice. I'm sure. You know, everyone ends up here, uh, everyone of notes. You can take that as quite the compliment. Is that a compliment? Because I don't, is there, who else is here? I don't see anyone but me. Well, we've had some disruptions. Uh, it's been quite a challenge to find anyone at all, thanks to your friends. Um... I'm quite excited that we found you. We've been keeping our eyes and ears open with some alternative methods, and all of a sudden, there you were, streaking through the astral plane, and we've brought you here, and now we have you. Um, and just in time. I was... I was what? The astral plane? I was... I was... I was in planes? Yes. Oh. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Xander tries to get a little comfortable he's like sitting back and kicking up a leg but he's still just totally attached <laughs> and yes you are alone there are no allies of yours here no one coming to your rescue Whew. no <laughs> <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Yeah. Chris is like, I'm going to take a five. I'll be back. I was worried. I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. He says, uh, yeah, no one be coming to your rescue. There's, there's no bitch lying to my court to get in. That's, is, that, is that necessary language here? That's all right. You seem very angry. 
No, 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 no. He throws on another big smile. No, not angry at all. I'm glad to have you here. You are quite the prize I've been looking for. Actually, someone else has been looking for you in particular. How about we strike a, a bit of a deal? You don't slay me, and I let you down from that slab, and we continue to talk a bit more comfortably. Is slaying you something you considered happening? <laughs> That's all I consider at all times. This is the oubliette. Death. This is the oubliette. Oh, that explains a couple of things now. So now you know my name. No, I've just heard of oubliettes before. I know there's several. I didn't, I've seen them from the inside. You're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say everyone of importance came here? What are you doing here, that? <laughs> Do we have a deal? And he motions to the orc to bring over a chair. Uh, yes, we have a deal. Uh, he waves his hand, and you drop a foot to the straw ground of this little dungeon. It's like the half his height. Reflex. Strap an edge. <laughs> Catfall saved me now. Um, uh, the orc brings over a chair, and uh, a fine chair is brought for uh, the man himself. Uh, the orc's chair is for you, and when you sit upon it, uh, it's a freaking ginormous high chair for <laughs> The orc has to lift him yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a booster seat. Xander's going, oopsies. It's <laughs> kicking my feet off the edge. Sitting in this dungeon. Crayons are put in front of you. <laughs> Draw me a map. Uh, you hear some whipping sounds off in the distance and someone crying out in pain. Harder. <laughs> oh, not those. No. <laughs> um, I I apologize that you have me at a disadvantage. You know my name, as I confirmed with you, and you are. I am Narcadian. I run this place. I run this realm, and I, I I seek more than just the oubliette. And that's why I've brought you here. How can I help you have more than this? First of all, you can continue to have that attitude. I love that attitude. That Honorkrin, Anair, he doesn't seem to like you very much. Hang on. I was in a battle with Anair not, not too long ago. What happened? I don't know, nor do I care. But you were fighting him. What did you do to him to cause him to hate you so much? Well, I don't know if hate, I mean, hate is probably a pretty accurate term. I, he was, he had me confused with a different gnome. I, I told him I was this other gnome that he was working with and we had an issue with a chain gate that he was trying to open that I didn't want to open. And so I didn't, and I stopped it from opening. That's about all. Hmm. Well, he certainly has it in for you. Uh, when I acquired your friends, what were they? The the, the defenders of the land? The defenders of Iran, yes. Sure. The, he was more concerned with trying to bring you. Sash. 
<laughs> that one says Very birthday girl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, he says, well, due to the audacity of your friends, uh, entertaining as it was, that fool and I are threatened me. Me! In my oubliette. And I had to send him on his way with a bit of a message. And, and the far worlds have eyes, and others saw this, but... Again, it still didn't look strong enough, and I would like to send him another message. And I think you would be the perfect person to deliver this message. All right. It, do you know where his address is or how I get that to him? I do not, but I have a feeling you and him have unfinished business and you will find him, or he may find you. He, he did. He found me earlier. I don't know if he was trying to, but I, we did see each other. So you're probably right. So when I said perhaps we could make a deal, I wasn't talking just about getting you off of the slab. I'm talking about a deal where you deliver my message to him and I, in return, let you live. That sounds reasonable. What is your message? Good. And he snaps his fingers, and more steps, uh, uh, footsteps come from these stairs. And a bald man with a more ominous-looking dark cloak um, walks down the stairs. And as he gets to the last one, he floats just a few inches uh, over the ground, not touching the sawdust, and comes over to you, Xanner. Hello! <laughs> the guy looks at you. His breath is foul smelling he's got some weird crooked teeth uh, and he reaches out to touch your head with his hand ooh that's you don't have to you could just tell me put the <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> just get it. Just gonna, like, <laughs> what's that KFC I'm smelling <laughs> <laughs> Regional recipe. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches out and t places his hand upon your head and magic flows. Uh, you hear a ticking sound growing in your head like a clock. Tick, 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 that just starts to get louder and louder and hammer and hammer away. Uh, and you are... Uh, uh, unable to control, unable to push his hand away uh, until it finally fades. He still has some of his fingers on your head when Narcadian speaks and he says, when you run into a Nair and are around uh, any of his machines, speak the phrase, no matter where you go, Narcadian is there. If you do it around a small machine near Nair, then you'll suffer some pain and you'll ruin the wonderful show and you'll have to try again. Say it around a Nair and something much larger and you'll be free of this bind and our business will be concluded and those who watch will know what I am capable of. Can I ask a quick question on that? Narcadian, there is something else in here, says the man touching your is it his message? Or is it your message? Because it's it's his magic? What is it? Narcadian says, ignoring you. Power 
wrapped around this one's magic. Chaos. Tearing apart the reality around his spells. Well, we can't have that. Strip it away from him. And he touches your head again. There is pain. You take 15 points of damage. Ow! And you feel a change to your magic. It's all there. But you have lost the chaos effect to your spells. Folly with 15 magic, 15 hit points down, am I dead? Uh, you're getting close. Okay. Just wanted to double check that one. <laughs> he pulls out a bit of blood from his mouth, too, while he does <laughs> So, I'm sorry, could you repeat that one more time? The, the, the chaos is gone? Yes. Wow. It's very just did a permanent marker and everything over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In addition, the 15 points of damage you take are permanent. Oh. oh. Uh-huh. And they will slowly restore at one hit point for each day of rest, which will probably well before the campaign. Well, <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> It's about the entire length of the campaign again in real time. I'll leave that alone. (laughs) Yeah, Tanner left Edlin home like a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) A week and four months with some ice. (laughs) Then our deal is made. Xanner of the Defenders of the Land. Rent. You know what? It's fine. (laughs) Uh... Uh, nice meeting you, I guess. Hopefully we will not see each other again. And he says to his strange wizard, send him on his way. Take him to the rings. And you are escorted out. I I follow him to the rings? You follow. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Sildren said this place is a lot worse than it is. This is fine. I don't know what he was going through. I got a nap. I got rid of my chaos. Sildren, mm. you see grand trees everywhere. There is a snap. You blink twice. And you find yourself in a glorious meadow surrounded by the greenest and lushest of grass you've ever seen. There are trees all around you that are lit up with blue magical fireflies that lit uh, perfectly. There is a rich warm smell. Uh, All damage has been healed to Sildren. Any effects that are negative are uh, healed from Sildren. Any possible positive effects that you have to put upon yourself can be put upon yourself instantaneously at will. Uh, and you feel quite content. And oh, this is not going to go well. And at, <laughs> and at ease. The, the cleric has a question. Does this affect Shuka? Yes. <clears throat> that's that's where your damage truly lies. Okay. Yes. Shuka is healed. Yeah, I'm scared. You see there is a grove of trees, another grove with even bigger trees, and a huge tree, one of the largest you've ever seen, with deep dark moss off of it. Uh, Again, it smells very woodsy and natural. Uh, That is one direction out of this glade. There's another direction that is a pond with a small cliff just beyond it and with uh, a 
small waterfall, uh, pouring the most beautiful, crystal clear, almost sparkling water you've ever seen. And then there is a third location that is a cave. It is a wide cave that is uh, inviting. It has a uh, warm fire and it has several deer outside uh, that look just gorgeous, perfect uh, examples of uh, deer, slightly larger than you have ever seen as well. Um, Thorin takes a little bit of time to enjoy being in <clears throat> that place as he has been surrounded by a lot of other things lately. You are now upgraded to level 17. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <What>? Um, <laughs> should have taken that nap, Xanner. <laughs> uh, and Sildren seeing the deer and the cave and knowing that bears, who is the avatar of Keth, <coughs> Tendo Den, uh, will head towards the cave. Right off the bat, uh, give yourself a hero point for that choice right there. Holy cow. Nice. Thank you. You walk across your glen through uh, your beautiful grass, and it leaves this uh, wake of uh, a trail behind you in this thick grass, and it's uh, even wonderful just to touch. You head towards this cave. Uh, the deer there do not run. Uh, they stay. Even a couple more come into the area, and one lets you uh, touch them. You see in the cave there is a large bear that is resting there, a tall creature, a beautiful furred creature. It even has um, some antlers that are slightly growing out of the top of its head. It looks incredibly majestic, and the creature rises up and sits um, like some sort of Disney bear uh, thing, uh, just comfortably and cozily on its haunches uh, as you come in. Before you is Kath, the god of nature within this world of Varen, those who pray to the nature gods pray to Kath. Uh, this is no dream or vision. You have arrived and for the first time oh, we shit. are interacting with a god. Just look at Seth. Suckle <laughs> <laughs> me your bear. <laughs> Gaze upon your bear. Your bear god. Thank it. <laughs> Is it god of nature? Yes. Sonder uh, bows deeply, says my lord Keth, and then um, approaches somewhat, and then, you know, within a respectful okay. distance. He's not like, you know, get too close. Who's a good god? Want some porridge? You'd like the belly rub? <laughs> and uh, your god speaks and says, Do not bow before me, Sildren. Come, join. Sit beside me. Sildren does. You have done much, Sildren. I've made mistakes on the way. He nods. You have been through a lot and will go through more. These are challenging times. Your time here has not come, if that is a question upon you. I am both pleased but disappointed in a way. Skordranar. 
the silent fate has nearly made his way back to Varen. And I fear his influence affects myself and all of us. How do you sense that? And what do you sense? We have been the defenders have been split and driven apart by many differences in actions of our own. And I feel that that may be Scorginar's influence on us and on the realm. I sense he has armies prepared and ready to strike upon his arrival. How do we stop him? Army versus army may not be the best path. He seeks death, and the more that die, the more that feed him. He is on a false quest, a quest to protect lost souls who have gone astray, not been claimed by a god, and wander the realm of Illestel. But he is confused. Are you confused, Sundry? I know my path is to continue to challenge him and to hopefully prevail. In that, I am not confused. Do you know how we gods gain our strength? How we flourish? I would not presume to know anything of a god, but I may guess through the adoration and following of their faithful. You do not give yourself enough credit. You are wiser than you believe. You have made... I do have a 21 wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I have a 22. my stats? (laughs) (laughs) Slow move speed, though. Um, (laughs) This is true. And Skordranar's plan would weaken many gods with the deaths of their followers. Me and my kind would join the ranks of the old Chaloran gods, just echoes far away, which would then not allow us to take those who we deem necessary, which would further add to Skordranar's very problem, if he does not see this. He is very short-sighted, but determined. And he is death, which makes him dangerous. What is the purpose of being a druid? To find the balance, to seek it, and to create it. Of life, death, water, fire, air, and earth, which force threatens Varen now more than ever? Death. 
You now wield great power, Sildren, but you do not wield it with an even hand. You have brought more death, reckless death, and careless death upon Varen. I have, and I have failed to find that balance. This weighs heavily on the world and on me. You must learn to better navigate this path that you say you know so clearly. And that has been part of what I feel may be Scorginar's influence. He shifts uncomfortably, this great god bear, and you feel slightly weaker in his presence. And Sildren has lost the ability to cast level nine spells. <coughs> what will you do next, Sildren? If I am permitted, I will return from whence I came and continue to attempt to undo what Scorginar has and to better myself with what you have said to learn and to grow and to wield my power as responsibly as I can. <coughs> he nods at that as well. A beautiful tall stag is walking through the cave and um, rubs up against you. Off in the distance, back in the glade, uh, Shunka is growling and biting at butterflies. Uh, Kath says, the elder druid of Azamir, he who has mastery above all others, the power that your master's master paid tribute and respect to, has passed away and joined me in my realm. It is neither right nor wrong, or it has happened and it has happened. That leaves you, Sildren, as the most veteran druid in Varen. You now have title of Elder Druid. Yo. All others will turn to you for your wisdom and take strength from your acts. I would normally sense druids would fall upon teaching and growing, <clears throat> but I do not see that as your path. He places a paw upon you gently. The stag scurries off, and you feel some holy magic flow through you. And you start to drift off and start to sleep and feel warmth and comforting. And you drift away, thinking of that beautiful glade again, and can hear Shunka barking off in the distance. And you gain a benefit. <clears throat> you gain the gift of Keth. The next spell you cast, you get a plus two to the spell attack or a minus two to the target save, and you retain that effect until it does not take until it takes hold. 
and you get three uses of them. Got it. So each use will have to be effective yep. to be a use. And yeah. then once that's, then I have two Which more. Gives you a lot more than just three and uses. Yeah. Plus two to attack. Or minus two to a single target save if it's an area minus spell. Two to save. And you said if it's an area or direct Single effect. target. It can be an area, but you pick one, one or more dudes. Each is a use. In addition, your Vengeful Wolf ability that lets your pet wolf Shunka critical critical on a hit no longer has one charge and now has three charges available. Nice. Awesome. I get to yell at my dad, and he works out <laughs> new magic. What <laughs> a win! You should be so grateful. <laughs> Relived some childhood trauma there. Yeah. Beast. I get to watch my mother die all over again. We're all. No, I'm <laughs> Yaru. Hello. <laughs> Yaru's very wary right now. I'm, I'm, scared. I'm scared as fuck. <laughs> Jim should be. He's going last. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the one good one out of the way. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yes. Sorta. Yeah, yeah, mixed bag. Yaru, you see a vision of a city of smooth, dark blue walls and dim light. There is a snap. You blink twice. You find yourself sitting in a black chair at a black table of dark wood on a gray marble floor-like a castle dining room but there are no walls there is no ceiling there is only a familiar wide staircase of stone steps that stretch up and up and up into infinity could it be not since I was a child have I felt this presence you have been here once before in a dream not too long ago. You do not sense that this is a dream. You see a man in shiny black armor appearing, kind of fading in from the stairs and slowly walking down, um, just languidly walking down the stairs. Uh, and he has a... Uh, gaunt face, a little pale. You can see there was uh, some handsomeness to him long ago. He has dark bags under his eyes. Um, and it is the silent fate, Skordrenar himself, who strides across the wallless room. All around you is just darkness. And he joins you at the table at the far side and sits down in an even bigger chair. Why the pleasantries? Why this lovely decoration? This is where I have been resting, Yaru. You could use more rest. <laughs> that sums up like the whole campaign right there. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to sleep, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you could use more rest. 
but as could I. I am nearly awake, and you too are almost awake. Well, that is good news, for I am more tired than I have been in my entire life. After all, you have put me through. You are tired because you are lost. You are lost in all senses. Your world is lost to me. Your former friends are lost to you. And you yourself do not know what you are doing or why you are doing anymore. The path has always been unclear. That much is true. I do not pretend to know my own fate. I only hope to save the lives of others in my journey. There is more value than saving lives when you can save souls. A life is just a brief glimpse, but the soul is forever. You speak of eternity as if it is a reward instead of some endless trap. Why should I think your way instead of the way of my ancestors? It is a trap for these souls that is the very thing I am seeking to release. You have changed. I have sensed this. Something has changed within you when you went beyond Varen. What is it that you think you seek, Yaru? I seek retribution. I took part in multiple accounts of murder that that I cannot forgive myself for, that I have stricken myself of my titles for. I am undeserving. Until I show my friends and the world of Ren that I am whole again. You will not fill that hole within you with heroics. I think you sense the loss, the loss that fills all of these realms. I will ask you this. Which god do you pray to, Yaru? We in the mountain temple pray to no god. We respect all of the faiths of Ren. We appreciate the Stone Father. We observe Keth in the forests. But it is not our place to give in to one of these religions when we are seeking so many different paths and answers. This is to say, I have not chosen any one path. I have heard of such thoughts back when I was a mortal long ago, <clears throat> but you must understand this. I have watched over 
elements of what death brings and the end results. And I can tell you this, Yaru, those who do not get on their knees and beg their gods to give them salvation, plead for an afterlife, those who do not are cast to the realm of Illestel, where they are left wandering for years upon years, decades upon decades, until they are finally claimed by some spirit, some power, some entity, or some god on a whim. And there's too much. There's too much anguish. There's too much unbelief. Too much lack of faith that these souls are now trapped for centuries and millennia in an agonizing nothingness, wandering the dark streets of Illestel. I will bring an end to that and give them more peace. There is just one constant in this universe and it is not your heroics. It is not these friends of yours. It is not some winds that you aspire to. That universal constant is death. Entropy. And those who are not claimed wander aimlessly. And that will be your fate too. Unless you make a change. Not just for you. For all. What do you want from me? from us. I know what you and those heretics are doing. I know that a time will come and soon where a choice will be made, a choice you can make where one choice can give you fleeting heroic glory, some sense of pride and accomplishment, some connection with these friends, some cheers from peasants who will be gone in the blink of an eye, or another choice will end the plans of your heretical friends, but end the suffering of countless souls or fail to make that choice, and you are sent tumbling into confusion continuously, lost in purpose for the rest of your living days. Either way, you would place the fate of Ren in the hands of an old, confused monk. What choice do I have? We will see what that choice is when you make it. Piercy! Piercy, Piercy. <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> You see a tower of Skordrenar 
and it is shattered and is crumbling to protect its secrets. There is a snap. You blink twice, and then you see space, black space, and stars, lots and lots of stars. You feel air racing by. You are falling and falling and falling through the astral plane of space. In your hands are some bits of cogs and metal rods that are the remains of the brass dragon you were clutching to as you smashed into the tower. You are tumbling through space with stars swirling around you uh, like freaking George Clooney in movie Gravity uh, as you're just spinning and everything's just going around. You're able to twist in such a way to stabilize yourself and you can see there is no ground there is no sky, there's just the blackness of space, stars, and then far below is a huge blue, light blue and dark blue ringed maelstrom of tremendous energy slowly rotating like some fantasy illustration of some black hole just slowly rotating, it is slow and massive. Make a reflex saving throw. We're going to a black hole. <laughs> Make a reflex saving throw. Can I use a hero point? You can. What'd you roll? A three. Yeah, you do better than that. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to. Certainly can't do worse. Ooh. That one's a five. Okay. Oh. What's the total? 37. All right. Bam! You are hit by a huge chunk of bricks, and you take four. 42 points of damage. Four zero, four okay. two. sorry. Okay. How much do we have left? 102. 105. Or 105. 105. A correction. You hit a chunk of bricks suspended in space as you careen into it and continue to fall and fall and fall. You see this big maelstrom far below continue to slowly rotate, very slowly getting bigger and bigger, slowly. Between you and it, you can see two long sections of bricks that look like stone floors stretched out like little mini rooms. Um, but there's no walls, there's no uh, ceiling, just these floors, and they're about a uh, hundred yards apart, and you're high above, falling and falling and falling. Uh, one has a bright light on it, and the other is uh, much longer and thinner than the first. Bright light or long and thin. I'm going to go for the bright light. Okay. You start angling towards the bright light. That is not something one can easily control in the air. It's going to be some challenging acrobatics. You're pretty good at acrobatics, though. I am. Um, unless you have aerobatic. No, I think Palik has aerobatic. Palik has aerobatic mastery. I don't think uh, Piercy does. I do not. Um, make an acrobatics roll, or we will not worry about this at all. <laughs> Good times. There we go. Um, that will be a f fifty-one. Fifty-one. Fifty-one is good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> One, two, three, Barely. four, five, six. Look at your feet. I'm looking at Felique. Look at your feet section. The sixth one, actually. 
Charmed Life? That's under Feats? Yeah. What the hell am I looking at? Piercy Von Skeeton Weaver. Level 17, not special ability. I'm looking at 16 still. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. You're good. <laughs> just just sleep <laughs> sleep through this. You know, All right, you got a 51? Yeah. That's still going to be... No! You are still fine. You have like the highest possible level of catfall, right? I do. I'm I'm legendary. What is that? That means full on safety, right? Yeah. yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Where is this? I can't find it. I can't find it. Catfall. Always land on your feet and never take falling. It just never. ignores all the rest of the feet and just yeah. says never. you're fine. All right. You are able to guide yourself through the air as you're falling like some sort of flying squirrel that jumps from tree to tree, whatever that is. That's what you look like. You arc and you head towards which piece of stone? The bright light. The bright light one. As you come in, you land, uh, and can you describe what that looks like as you just fell several thousands of feet? <laughs> um, yes, landing. let's hear. <laughs> yeah, like, Piercy grabs the back of his tabard and, like, stretches it out like a flying, <laughs> like, like a flying like Mario. Super Mario 3 this <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it's me. And he's... <laughs> He's uh, I'm, like, like head. I'm thinking like Jerry from Tom and Jerry when he do his yeah. swashbuckling stuff, but always had the cape. Yeah, and oh uh, he's gliding towards this uh, this floor, this lit up floor. Um, and as he gets down towards the bottom, he lets go, and the tavern flies up, and he comes down. You know, classic <clears> like <throat> on one knee. All right. <laughs> Sweet. You land and you see the light that is uh, that you saw is a magical continuous light that's burning inside of a library. Okay. That is within a dungeon. Okay. That is within the sixth tower of Skordranar. Okay. And I'll describe how and why this is in just a moment. What you see is you, there are uh, there is a, uh, a big desk, ornate desk. On it are one, two, three different books that look very expensive and valuable looking. Someone like Xanner uh, would love to get their hands on it, maybe even Sildren, and probably Polite for different reasons. Uh, these books, they're old, big class, look like uh, very expensive, awesome tomes of knowledge. There is also um, another table to on, on the other side with a scroll case on it uh, that has a uh, the little wax. Why can't I think of the word? Seal. Seal, thank you. Uh, that's on there. As well as a scarf that's been placed on the table next to the scroll, and the scarf is magically just slowly twirling up as though there were some very gentle fan blowing it upwards. In between is an Illestel Soulbound. This is one of the creatures you yeah. guys encountered within the tower, uh, outside the tower, I believe, as well, uh, or one or the other, nasty, uh, outside the tower. Um, nasty, uh, pseudo-skeletons with kind of ghostly drapings around it. So you can see bone, but you can sometimes see an, an essence of skin and a ghostly white uh, hue. Uh, this creature is there. 
And what I have to do now to give you context is that this creature is in the dungeon of the Sixth Tower of Skordunar, doing whatever it is that it's doing. You've arrived through a different means. <laughs> and you have just fallen several thousand feet and landed through the ceiling and just arrived right there with this big flourish. Uh, you have panache, by the way. Um, <laughs> Hello there. I need it. <laughs> you also see there are still no walls. There are okay. no ceiling. Uh, and this guy is totally confused. Oh, you can also see most of an open door um, attached to no wall. Does the do Can I see if the door leads nope, somewhere? Nope, it's just another massive drop. Okay. Uh, you can see there are other uh, stone. There's one that's, again, 100 yards away. There's no way to fall to that you didn't pick. There's also other stone uh, sections that are beneath this as well. And still down below is the slowly rotating maelstrom. Uh, make a crazy stealth minus two roll, please. And you need to roll a 36 or higher. Put it all in your mouth. It's not a 36. It's a 33. With a 33, you make some loud noise when you arrive. What is that? <laughs> oh! <laughs> After you... No, 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 no. The creature rises up and quickly races towards you and is going to attack. Can you roll initiative, please? That is your perception we're gonna roll. Perception. Oh, I think I do. Mm. After you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what, did you roll pretty badly? 29. Okay, uh, yeah, he has plus 30 on his Ooh. roll. <laughs> um, Oh, oh Piercy, it was so good knowing Yeah, you. he rolled a 49 on his <laughs> initiative. Wow. It goes first. It spent its first action racing over, its second action lashing out with claws to strike you okay. with a 42 to hit. That hits. No, sorry, 4D, 4-0 to hit. That still hits. All right, and then a second attack of a 43 to hit. Yep. All right, you have been hit for... 36 points of electrical and slashing damage as okay. sparks fly as it claws in. Okay. And you are stricken again for 42 points. Jesus. That puts me at 27. In you addition. Oh, shit. You have gloves? Make a fortitude uh, 39 save oh, as it no. tries to drain your life. Okay. I'm gonna use my other hero point. All I rolled right. a seven. Not, not the best. Forty, uh, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. It's possible. It. It's possible. Come on, baby. No. All right. Uh, you are drained too, and we'll just not take it from his current hit points, just from that blow that it did. Okay. But you are drained too, so your maximum just dropped thirty-two hit points. As well as there's something else that drain does. You guys always tell me, right? Fortitude saves. Yeah. Go down. Yes. That is what you see. The creature then backs up several steps from its initial panicked attack and starts looking around and particularly looking beyond you at the door and looking up at the ceiling confused. So the door is behind me? Yes. How far? Um, 30 feet. 
I run and, up. And there's again, there's no walls and no ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I race out the door. Okay. You race out the door and run and go, and, Yep. Leap off and fall. I'm a sugar glider. <laughs> <laughs> you continue to fall. Um, bum, 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 bum. You fall and fall and fall. You see another section of stone up ahead. I need you to make an acrobatics roll, please. This one's not as far down. Gosh, my rolls suck. Um, 41. With a 41, you uh, land in this next room and uh, smash. You take no damage, but do some damage. You have arrived in a prayer room. You see there are pews and a dais. Um, there is an ornate uh, little stand uh, made of metal that has a lock panel on top. Maybe something that would have a book inside um, and it's been locked. There is also a small altar and that has seven potions resting upon it that you have slammed into and we will correct that and say it is now six potions that are upon it as one has fallen over and these 10 commandments uh <laughs> set yeah Nine. six uh potions uh there uh is what you see currently um do i recognize any of them i'm gonna say you have to, i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> uh, you notice several of them are nice uh, colored potions you have run into before. Going to my loot section. And there are two red Elixir of Life major potions there. <sighs> I know. Nope. <laughs> there was there were supposed to be three. <laughs> Two major. Um, I drink both of them. There's a label though. Elixir of life. Maybe have it for him. Please consult your physician. <laughs> you grab it, pop it open, guzzle it down, you regain eight D six plus twenty one hit points. Times two. Just one. Got it. 8d6 plus 21. So we're going to 10. 21 plus 21 is 42. Okay, 42 hit points. You heal as you grab the other one, and you're feeling better with that one. Um, you also have a plus three bonus to saving throws against diseases and poisons for 10 minutes. Um, as you drink that feeling better, you grab the other one, and before you can pop the cork, you hear some scraping sounds, fast scraping sounds uh, coming from some sort of door you cannot see. Because again, all you can see is floor mm -hmm. of this room. Uh, and coming through some wall opening in the doorway you cannot see is an Illistel soulbound with some of your blood on its claws it's sparking claws, it knows somehow you were there and races in and dives between you and that metal stand with the locked top mm. spot to it and gets between there and just ah, and then it says, uh, you seek to find the shape and hand it to my Lord. You seek to destroy him. Ah. Uh. I mean, I uh, don't, uh, maybe, and he 
quickly quaff the second one. All right, the creature uh, dodges to the right, thinking you're attacking it. You can quaff the other one and roll again. How much have you healed? Uh, 42, and whatever this roll is going to be. Quick math. 50, no, uh, 60, 50, 53 for this roll. Oh, better one, all right. Yeah, so a little better. 42 and 53. 95, all right. Um, he's in between us. Can and, he, I... and then he's, he dodged to the right, and he's putting his back up against a wall. No, he's going to a, a wall, and he's looking to cut you off from uh, running out the door again. So on this stand, um, where this... There's there's a book I can see. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a pedestal, a metal uh -huh. pedestal that rises up, and instead of a flat spot for a book just to read, it is a little thin box with doors that close over with that's been has a like a padlock on top of it. Gotcha. Have fun with that padlock. Yeah. <clears throat> is can I can I pick up that box off the pedestal? Is it attached? Is it part of it, or is it loose? Uh, it is not attached. Okay. So uh, I take the hint and run over there and grab the box. The creature dodges further to prevent you from going out the door, which is not in the way of the box, and you grab the box. The creature instead comes charging at you. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, where is the door now in relation to Behind me? Behind the creature behind the creature yes. and it's coming towards me yes so it's right in between me and the door yes i'm going to tumble behind Ooh. all right make a tumble but this is acrobatics roll yes how does that sound <laughs> oh no that box is in his mouth god oh. <laughs> effing damn it these rolls uh 30 um nine 39 is no good that's one action I try one more time. All right. Hold on. I, gotta, eh. I back up. Yes. And I, <laughs> can I get oh, a push? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> a little better. So that's a 47. 47 is way better. Uh, where did my creature go? 47? Yeah. What was your first roll? 39. 39. You needed a 40. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. The creature has huge saves except for reflex. Yeah, you need a 40. Yeah, second action. You tumble right through. You're on the other side of them. Um, third action, run out the door. Uh, you run out the door and immediately drop and fall and fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. The box is in my mouth. Oh, God. Okay. It's probably taking up all the space in my mouth at the moment. Sure. And I'm back to sugar gliding. Uh, sugar gliding. You see there is... Is that what the kids are calling it? <laughs> <laughs> There's sections of stone that are maybe uh, 
five foot long sections of half walls. So just a brick in width, just a section of wall, section of wall. It's essentially visually the entire dungeon, which is one level has been separated and moved and, and right. strangely done. Oh. And also look at it from the poor Soulbound's perspective. He's literally just running from one run room to another. You're just falling into the different rooms. It's like a ghost in Pac-Man. He's just going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, you can head to any one of those, and then there is also a larger room. Hold on, let me double check and see if it is. Uh, yeah, a, a very long uh, room uh, is what you can see there. I will head to the very long room. Okay, that is an acrobatics roll. This one's guaranteed, but it determines important positioning. Right. Um, 44. 44. You arrive on this room, landing as you did before on one knee. You have landed on the, not the optimum position. Okay. What you see is a long room with a dungeon floor, no walls, no ceilings, this big maelstrom. You can even hear it now slowly rotating uh, beneath you, which you can't see. In this room, it is a long room. There is a Illestel soulbound, panting if it took breaths, uh, waiting for you in the middle of the room. It's hands out and ready on the far side, on the other side of it, you can see the only section of wall you have ever seen in this falling nightmare. Uh, and it is maybe a 15 foot section of stone bricks. And the only unusual feature about this wall is that it has garbled white words that are magically pulsing and undulating that you cannot read from this distance. Okay. Does it do, do I think I can read them at all? Are they like in a language that I think I know? You don't know. Okay. Um, and where's the door? Uh, you see no sense of a door. Oh, okay. Hmm. So empty dungeon floor, white words, and the, the uh, Illestel is between Piercy and Are you about to wall. call it a monster? Yes. They have feelings. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I... I reach behind my back and pull a strap and a balloon starts to inflate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I begin to rise up. Okay. You rise up. This <laughs> can you describe what's happening, please? Um seeing no apparent way out of this room. And uh, my my death in front of me, uh, my only thought is I will just go back kind of the, re the direction I came from. <laughs> okay. That thing's like, ah, shit, I got to go back up now. <laughs> yeah, this creature just ran and ran, is waiting in the room. You fall through the ceiling and land. You pull a strap, and then you just kind of lift up, wave, <laughs> and you disappear into the ceiling, and it is confused as all hell. 
uh, you fade up into the ceiling, there is no visual difference to you at all. You can still see the creature right. perfectly, the, the words and warbling and the wall perfectly, and you see the creature looking around. You see it even move to where you were at, and it's reaching up and trying to touch what is a stone ceiling to it, but you can see perfectly as though there's no ceiling to it at all, and you're just slowly, barely rising at all. Okay, but I am basically out of its realm, so to say, out yes. of its sight. You're like 10 feet above the ceiling of this room at the moment. What uh, What are some other options for, like what else do I see as far as rooms of this dungeon that I could try and maneuver towards? You see There's those half walls. You see half walls. You see no other rooms nearby um, than those half walls. You see this uh, horrific uh, maelstrom down below, and you see uh, this creature. And uh, I'm gonna wait for you to make a decision. Sir, do I notice anything happening with the box that's in my mouth pouch? No. Okay. It tastes dusty. Yeah. Um, and the creature, she's just, he's still there. I'm just kind of watching for a minute to see. All right. If you watch for a minute, I was going to, he was going to wait. I was going to wait. He pokes his head out one side of the wall. You can't see, which is a doorway. And then looks back in, touches the wall. You're about 30, 40 feet above him now. And then he goes and runs quickly out of that room. Through the doorway that I could not see. Correct. Ah. <sighs> Is the world totally clipped now? He can see this ghost trying to get up some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in the elevator waiting. I'm going to get this motherfucking rat. I God. wait another minute to see if he comes back. Make a perception 36, please. Okay. 35, sorry, 35. Okay. You can use different dice, too. 36. 36. Whoa. You see a brief bit of movement as you're looking around. You're like, I don't see him. Out of the corner of your eye, you see him just for a split second appear at the very first library room far above. Okay. Um, I make note of where that door was that he ran out. Okay. And I, just, I take my short sword and pop the balloon to fall back down to into this room. But you have low hip oh, never mind. Catfall. <laughs> I don't believe in it. Ratfall, baby. Uh, you pop the balloon. And can you describe, anyone listening, what the hell is happening with this balloon? Like, why does this balloon exist? So I was given a balloon bag by Polik, mm -hmm. I believe. I stole it from a, the uh, tinkerer. I, yeah. Tumble pot. Like, a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I've had it just kind of holding on to it. <laughs> and this just happened to be my saving grace, I feel like, at the moment. So I inflated the balloon bag to get up back out of this room. And I've popped it again. It's it's one and done. All right. Much better use of this one this time, Tim, than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm back in this room. Do I need to make an acrobatic roll? Nope. You just flop right back in okay. the same spot you were at before. Uh, which, which wall? So there's the wall with the words. Uh -huh. Where is the door compared to that? The exact opposite side. So okay. narrow sides of a long rectangle. 
and I know that he ran through that door and eventually got back up to where we started. So, I'm not going there for the moment. Um, I'm, I'm going to go over to this wall of words. Okay. Uh, you go over towards the wall of words. Make a willpower save, please. Uh, 37. 36 was your target number. Oh. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it may matter. He is level 17. 36 is your target number. All right. Uh, he has cast a spell, a trap spell, upon this floor. It's created a long, thin, half-inch wall of grasping black uh, undead hand, ghostly hands. And as you cross through, you feel this pulling sensation, this awakening sensation. These hands reach out to grab you and hold on to you, and you quickly skitter away and are not delayed by them whatsoever. All right. Um, you race over towards this wall, and these words, which make no sense, slowly form and become a message that is clear to you, Piercy. Okay. It reads, Scoriel message number six, which I think is the first time the number of the messages matched the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Scoriel message number six, a message written long ago, reads as follows. Skordranar rests in the 33rd sealed chamber. Skordranar rests in the 33rd sealed chamber, opening other portals will only disturb the dangerous souls. Opening other portals will only disturb the dangerous souls loyal to the silent fate. And I'll read this all again in a second. Place three hands upon the door. Place three hands upon the door that agree to unseal his resting place. And here's that message one more time. Scorial message number six. Scordranar rests in the 33rd sealed chamber. Opening other portals will only disturb the dangerous soil, souls loyal to the silent fate. Place three hands upon the door that agree to unseal his resting place. Only disturb dangerous souls loyal, loyal to, to the silent fate. Place three hands upon upon the door that agree to unseal his resting place. How far is how long is this room? What's the how far do I need to go to get that at door? Uh, it's a hundred and twenty feet, and you can hear some rapid scraping like noises approaching. <clears throat> I click my anklets of lacrity together to gain an extra twenty. Uh, feet of movement. All right. So now, and I have panache. Yes. So now, seventy-five feet. All right. Is my move speed. So I race to the door. One hundred and twenty feet, and to and strive to just jump right through it and out of this room. 
You are racing towards the door as the Soulbound is racing in the door. It is a race to a singular point <laughs> at once, and neither one of you can see each other right now. Mm -hmm. You are racing full speed. It is racing full speed. It reaches the door. You reach the door. I need you to make a reflex save, and you're super fast with all that. Give yourself a plus three. You know your target number, 36. Okay. Can you get through the platform? Yeah, I... 40, 51. 51 is a critical. <clears throat> Not only do you oh, duck nice. underneath this creature as it swings reactively, what other bit of flair do you add as you go flying past it? Um, I twist and look up at it, and I take off my tricorn, <laughs> put it back on, and just continue. It's like uh, slow motion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing him stick out his tongue in the box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's his only time saying this, after me. Yeah. <laughs> and you fall and fall and fall and tumble and tumble. And we will take our break there. And we will be back in just a little bit with more. Okay. The sixth tower of Skordranar is no more. It is gone. The face of the dusty, dry plane, it is almost wiped clean with just a small ring of stones where the walls once stood, but there is no lower level, there is no stairs, there is no dungeon. There are our heroes. Our heroes all lie there, yes, including Piercy. Uh, still, I think you may have had a hand free, clutching terrifyingly some piece of a clockwork dragon still in your hand. We have Yaru, Palik, Bali, Piercy, Sildren, and Xanner all slowly and groggily waking up from their different departures and locations. The place still smells of orc and death. There are still roughly... You're welcome. Still <laughs> 200 orcs that Sildren has slain that lie around you. There is also a dead orc chieftain and some of his lieutenants that lie dead on the ground. There are no Honorkrin or other brass dragon to be found. And also around you are the remains of that dwarven, I'm uh, sorry, uh, orcish village as you sit there in the Ironlands on the plains. What would you like to do? Piercy, did you get the message? The, of that? The, in the temple, the, the, the tower, there's, we've been, the message in the tower, were you able to read it? The tower is gone, Sildren. It As is. are the Onocrin. Yara's going to go kind of look around the battlefield and make his way towards the uh, orc chief. Okay. You make your way over there. You step over Palik and Bali, who are slowly rising up. They look to be shell-shocked as well. We have to get out of here. Very well, but I saw something I think could be very useful here. And I will go over to the Great Axe. The Orc Chief's Great Axe. I was thinking it might slip through the cracks. There is no crack that can get past Yaru. Polly <laughs> closes his eyes again. 
you see the orc chief has a great axe and within it it is infused with not one but two dare i say three magic runes embedded within um do you need uh the like detect magic or all identify all that stuff to get them out you or need, just to attune it you or? need you don't need to attune it you can you can wield that axe if you spend some time to attune it um you can certainly do that or you need some arcana ability or high magic nature so to, could like also break to the... remove the stones and reuse them yeah Zana, sildren and uh yarl kind of bring the axe over to everybody i noticed this it's an axe yes but look upon the hilt there are three different runes here, one of which we have seen before. Xander glances at it and rolls a 40. You friggin' identify <laughs> the magic instantaneously. Yeah. My target numbers are 36s still. <laughs> and so Yaru, with his uh, uh, bare hand, basically is just going to rip each of those out. You would not, Xander does not recommend doing that. Oh, you know, okay, never mind. I don't know how it works. That's bad for everyone! <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Uh, Xander, you wave your hands around these things. You're able to identify all three runes perfectly. You have identified them as a rune of potency plus three, turning the weapon into a plus three, if, and you can infuse this into your weapon. Uh, we'll just say it takes a night's rest. This is not official rules. We just speed things up so we don't have to spend weeks. Um, with downside, downtime. So it can infuse a weapon with a plus three. So let many of you have a plus two weapon. That would make it a plus three. It also has a Vorpal rune on it. Oh, yeah. This rune alone, this singular rune gem type item is worth 15,000 gold. And what you do is when you roll a natural 20 on a strike with the weapon... Uh, it has to you, be slashing weapon, yep, too. Yep. Uh, when you roll a natural 20 uh, as a reaction uh, and you critically succeed, uh, you, the target must make a 37 fortitude save or be decapitated. Does that work also if you have keen? No, it has to be a natural 20. It has to 20. be a 20, okay. It's not a critical. It's a 20 that is a critical. Okay. Then burn a reaction. They get a fortitude save. What did you say, Seth? It has to be... Slashing damage. Slashing damage. damage. Very important. Only gonna work for one person in a party. And finally, there is a speed rune. Oh, that is the last one. Attacks with this weapon are supernaturally swift, and you gain a bonus action to make a strike. Whoa! Come on, that's pretty sweet. Uh, uh, I don't know if you do this at all. Can you? Is there a description of these runes? Do they, are they just looking at like normal stones? Do they yeah, have they're like uh, like maybe the size of a thumb. They have a rune-type okay. symbol on there. You've seen the potency ones. The king has given you several over the, the many months, and so different variations of that particular symbol. They tend to be uh, grayish in color with different uh, dark... Uh, less saturated color version. So the speed one is a little more red, uh, but still it's a darker red, um, that type of thing. And then the ruin is uh, more of a white uh, painted 
type symbol. But it looks wow. very archaic and old, not, not anything particularly new. You almost, I'd say, Xanar, you know this. You've got some Chaloran uh, knowledge and mm -hmm. stuff. Not many of these are made these days. It can be sometimes very challenging. So these, most of them are found and reused, such as what you're doing right now. Xanar, I need you to make an Arcana roll. Wait, you can just take... I can just take 40. That's not on identifying, but on any Arcana roll. Correct. You are able Assurance. to successfully remove all three gems without <laughs> any issue whatsoever and can infuse them into any weapon, and they just need a full night's rest to attune to that particular weapon. I knew he'd come the in exact handy same someday. motion that Yara was going to do, but then says, please. <laughs> oh, it's a magic word. Okay, I get it. Oh. They will all come out. He's hitting it upside down. <laughs> Just biting each one. Uh, What's the plan? What do you want to do? With I think Sildjian was right. We need to get the hell out of here. Let's deal with we can get these whatever sp these are in a bit. Divide them Take on the way. Take a quick look around, Palik, and they might see anything else valuable. And we need to head... <coughs> <laughs> you, you all right? Kiss it. What? That's gross. Wait, I can't it's hear a, that. It's a dust. It's a dusty. I bother my what, allergies. What is that? And where did you get? It's it? a box. I see. It's a box. Where did you? What's in the box? <laughs> and uh, you? I don't. I don't remember something about the. You give it to the shape. What? What? You give the box to the shape. Where did you get the box, Piercy? Uh, in the dungeon. You were in the dungeon? In the tower? I, I, gu guess... I, I guess that's a very uh, What else happened in there? Do we have a sense of time passed? Nope. Or, okay. As in, no, we don't, or no time has not passed? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, no, I got it. I stole it. No, nice. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but what else happened in there? None of the rest of us went in the tower. We just, whatever I, you did, like, fucked us up big time. Or fucked me up. I don't know about the rest of you. I, I just, I saw, I saw the, uh, the thing, the, 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 the meanie things. And, oh, and there's the words. Uh. What did the words say? What did the words say? Oh, God. Tra him translating <laughs> the words. You ready for this? Good luck. Uh, the words. Has, uh... here oh, we go. oh, here we go. Scorvenar. Scorvenar. He rests. Rest in good. The turdy turd. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> turdy turd. The turd, turdy turd. Okay. That's what? like a very smelly part of Mirskon, the turdy turd. <laughs> the the it's turdy -turd. A, he's in the turdy turd sealed chamber. Sealed what? Chambers. What? <laughs> I thought you speak Yosoki. What's going on? He's having on? trouble, and you sound like Little John. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. It's really I'm Little John. I was thinking Little John from Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. What? Halfling John. What? Are you talking about? Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> <laughs> that fits Xander's character so well. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Xan. I got turdy turd. <laughs> Scarwinar rests in the turdy turd uh, sealed chamber. And uh, oh, and um, there's a, there's a couple more. Uh, uh, opening <laughs> to others uh, will only disturb his friends. What? The other what? His friends. The what? Are the friends. other what? The other chambers, I, I think. 
portals, maybe? <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's workshop. This is going. <laughs> and those of you watching on YouTube, please hit the closed caption button, and we'll have it. <laughs> Little bouncing ball across <laughs> the screen. No, it's the, uh, don't open to others. Just a turdy turd one. Otherwise, it's uh, the silent fates that they they get disturbed. Is that the actual words? The actual words really matter. Do you remember the feathered sage talking about the particular order and the code that was within the words? Pierce, I need you to really pay attention. <laughs> this is really important. <laughs> Just take a breath <laughs> and then think of exactly what it says and tell us what that is. The visual is Xander standing on his chest holding his collar. <laughs> Tell me what the words Just relax. No pressure. Go slowly. It's saying exactly how it's said. Speak the word. Shut up. No, speak the word. Shut up. Uh, the three hands on the door. They must agree to, to unseal. Unseal what? Uh, the chamber? Oh, okay. Okay. So let's start from the beginning real quick. Just to make sure you feel comfortable that I've written it down the way you said it is, so that we can all agree on this, okay? Yeah, the three hands, they must agree. But okay, good. <laughs> Scorgernar rests in the turdy turd. <laughs> the chamber. There's gonna be a huge finale of this campaign, and everyone in the world will die. Everything we have built will die because of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Opening other chambers, maybe portals, will only disturb danger of silent fate. Three hands agree to rest. Is that right? Did I get that? No. Okay. <laughs> that Your common sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the tree hands on the door that agree to unseal. Just unseal? The Nothing else? The chamber, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah. Tom should have just handed the message over to uh, <laughs> No, to this Jim. is more fun. <laughs> Years worth of work tossed out the window. <laughs> the final moment. Okay, I'm in turn. Zana, Zana, Zana. Yara's going to go up to Xander and Piercy and try no cause for alarm <laughs> to calm them down to see if that'll get Xander to Does understand. Have, like speak all languages spell or something you like that? You wouldn't let me have it. Oh! <laughs> it was there, and now it's not. Okay. Uh, so while this is going on. Hold on, on. Sildren, you can make a... Um, no, I think it's more so. Xander, go ahead and make a willpower save. <laughs> <laughs> and if you roll high enough, we'll help you out. Okay. <laughs> Not hideous. That is uh, 41. Okay. Scorial message number six. Scordinar rests in the 33rd sealed chamber. Opening other portals will only disturb the dangerous souls loyal to the silent fate. Place three hands upon the door that agree to unseal his resting place is what you finally get after like the 12th time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was going to ask how long. We all have a long rest now. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's nighttime. Except for these two. Yeah, they stayed up all night. Xander. 
Oh, while they're doing that, again, uh, it again. Uh, Palik is going to uh, unlock that box. Okay, oh. you are able to unlock the box, and inside is a single piece of vellum, uh, and with a drawing. Scorial message number six. <laughs> six. <laughs> it's all right there. <laughs> Uh, it's a single piece of vellum with a drawing on it, and that's the only thing in this box. It is a drawing of a star with a small circle around each point. How many points? A star? Well, there's six-sided stars, five-sided stars. Five-sided star? Five-sided star. Okay. An eight-sided Hey, that's a fair question. 20 sided stars. There are very famous franchises with seven sided stars in them, so I've got to make sure I know. All right. Five. Five. Thank you. Definitely five. What? Star what? David. What? Nope, that would be no. six. Yes. Six. See, that's why we say it. <laughs> that's why it's so important. So there's the movie. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are points on each end of the star, you said. Circles. 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 Circle. It's like a sheriff's badge. Yeah. It looks like a sheriff's badge. A rusty sheriff's badge. Yeah. That's how I picture it. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah. Shows everybody that's not arguing and All right. then eventually pockets it. Okay. Piercy, you've been stabbed for two points of damage. Your current health is 202. All right. What Actually, is... while all this has been going on, Sildren will cast Field of Life. Um, and for a minute, everybody's healing 1d8 points of damage every every round, I believe. It's not going to matter for Xanner, but it will heal up all of uh, <clears throat> Piercy. Wow. <clears throat> no, but what is vellum? Is that like a, it's a, it's a type, like of, type it's like of paper? Thick. Kind of. Oh, okay. Made Very of thick. sheep really skin. Nice. Oh, okay. I was thinking like fabric or something. Kind of essentially, but fabric yeah. paper. Yeah, it's a fancy paper. Got it. Yeah. So everybody over for the next minute is healing one d eight points of damage. All right. Awesome. Every every round. Every round. So one d eight for a minute. Yeah. If that's if that's yep. if that's what that equates to, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is healed to full except for Xanner, who remains at fifty eight health. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's healed. Cool. Okay, what else you guys want to do? Oh, and Piercy's down well, quite a few points. Are we are we going back to, we to the Nexus? Go back to the Nexus, or we are close to? Not that close. We are closer to the tower in the Maiden's Depth. But isn't there a Nexus point in the cell? We're, yeah, we're close to that. Or, oh, you mean like in uh, Zexa or whatever? Uh, that I'm not sure. We have the nexus point near here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't there also a book? Like, southern... Yeah. But we don't know exactly where that will lead us. We're also, I mean, we're not that close. If you look at the size of where we've been... From Slain Rock to, uh... No, south. Maiden's Depth. Vault uh, to yep, and to the right, basically new cape right there. To the, to the okay. Yeah, how long southwest of us traveling would that be? Uh, that is looking at Yaru's maps. Three, probably uh, with this terrain, it's pretty flat. Probably two and a half, three days. 
steps. Okay. To the shore? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're the last of the towers. Yeah, there's maiden depths. <clears throat> yeah. Maiden steps. Is out in in that water somewhere. Oh. Yeah. I, meaning Alistair, understood that message to mean this was the one by Maiden Steps. But no. Okay. No, there's one out that's on great. the water as yeah. well. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, Yaru will... Um, I would agree we must go southwest if we are to get any closer to an answer. Going north is... Untold chaos would bring us there. And we must get the last of the messages. And I believe we have all but one. It's from a very long time ago. I'm looking over at Jeremy's notes, and there's a penis drawn on it, and it says Jix was here. Very important. Like, literally. The most important clue of them all. On a Vargalosis map, by the way. Very well drawn. Um, A shape that will surely destroy the master. It has not been manscaped, by the way, <laughs> if, if you would notice. Either. Do we have faster means of travel than on foot? Silver does. At this point? Well, I mean, I do do, but, <laughs> but for the but group. No. We're not mounted. Essentially, uh, no. We don't have any vehicles. Yep. We don't have any magic traveling. Do you? I mean, you guys are freaking uh, casting level 9 uh, spells. Yeah, there's one. Some of us well, are. some of us. Yaru doesn't know about the spell. <laughs> I know about the spell. <laughs> yeah. I know about one spell, but Yaru doesn't know about it. Um, but wasn't there a like a fortress or something that you guys had? Does that move? Or am I no, remembering that wrong? I think a crawl, but I don't think a boat <laughs> that's going to do is. well in the sand. We have a boat. Um, it, it would maybe be faster to travel straight west and then the rest of the way south via boat. Can Xander create some sort of like wave out of the sand to push the boat? Sure, it, it won't push the boat. It, yeah. it, it'll, it'll be a wave of sand to just break everything around it. We could be there by now if you'd stop talking about it. There's a whirlwind. I imagine we're saying some of this on the way. Let's just walk. So, Let's just walk. so Let's I like, like I, yeah, I like. Well, I like Sildren's plan of going west and then getting in the boat uh, and riding the shoreline that we're traversing the terrain. Oh yeah. Can you can you can you wrangle up some beasties? Wargs? Are we right there? We could uh, ride them. We're on Slain Rock, correct? It's a pretty massive... The, the, not the beasts here wars. are the wolves, right? The I big... live in a mountain. I don't know. Okay, Yara's going to fly 300 <laughs> feet into yak. the sky and figure out where the hell we are. <laughs> like, the, the orcs <laughs> came after us. I would know where we are. Dog things. Right? That's what they were riding. I don't know if I could... Well, maybe we could, but I haven't tried riding one before. He's saying be friendly. no. Hey, and I'm, I'm walking then. So we're going to start walking west and get in a boat and go yeah. south. Yes? I. That or, makes or just sense walk to me. southwest. Those we'll walk, are our... No, it's walk to the shore, straight to the shore. Yeah. And then horse. get in our boat and go south. Is that what you're doing? Because you just walked off and, like, through this desert like a petulant. Yeah, but he, he's got, like, 20 walking speeds. <laughs> <laughs> he storms he's off. It still takes an hour. Stomping in place. <laughs> All right. The sand. I'm just digging a hole and just. Yaru's <laughs> just holding his head like this as he walks. Just, all right, all right, all right. Um, is that? Either way, we go west-ish. If we go southwest yeah. or west. I say we go west, west and then west, the rest yeah. via yeah. the boat. The okay. magical. I think that's the smartest idea yeah. for sure. Spirit, um, spectral boat that we have. All right, you guys then start heading out west. 
Yaru, it does not take long for you to confirm your suspicions. You were on Slain Rock, this massive plateau, okay. and you guys leave that plateau. You head out west. It is decidedly dry and warm, but it's not summertime, so it's not unbearably hot as you guys hike out, going further and further away from your nexus point back to safety. You make your way west. As you go, several of the party members with uh, decent survival skills can see to the north of you, uh, a few miles just within view, is a warband of about a score of orc riders on their crazy big dog things going in a parallel path. To well, let us try to conceal ourselves and not come into conflict with them if possible and how, how would you like to do that um with my survivals okay <laughs> um yeah i i unfortunately i don't have any spells currently that's going to be helpful um so yeah children will try to <laughs> like pick paths that are like if there is grades in the ground you know land <clears throat> I have a question. to be behind hills and and to make sure <clears throat> that we're traveling you know Covering people in wet sand so that they're the same color. Oh, all right. You got a question, sir? Would a smoke stick help us at all while moving? No, it holds a spot. It would okay. just it would just make you more. Got it. More. All right. So go ahead and make a survival roll, please. And then I have a question. Then we're doing some cover tracks type of uh, ability here. So for survival, that is going to be Ooh, a... Um, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. What is your survival? They have to roll against yours. Uh, my survival, I am a master with 28 survival. All right, so they have to roll a 38. And again, maybe their highest guy is a level 4 or 5. So yeah, you very easily are able to blend into this featureless <laughs> nearly terrain somehow still. Uh, and well, I am them. an elder druid. Yes, that's true. <laughs> There's like a trail of flowers and stuff following us. <laughs> yeah. There's growth they're following uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, you're able to elude them, and you see them trying to trail you, and you see them head back off the opposite direction, trying to find you. You guys continue moving through small underbrushes. They lose you in a, in a, in a wavy desert haze. It's still warm. Uh, you notice that Volley and Polik still seem a little shell-shocked from their conversations. Yaru is also a little shell-shocked. Uh, Piercy has, uh, seems uh, excited, but you can tell he's been through a bunch too. Sildren seems maybe a little more calm um, and concerned. Xanner, I don't know what Xanner's view is after his encounter. Oubliettes are not as bad as everyone said they were. Mm. What? I just, I just had a conversation with the, uh, the guy who let me rot the stone slab, said I got to deliver a message for him and everything's fine. Oh, also, I don't have any chaos magic. Huh? High five. What? I they, they cured me of whatever the actual attachment of chaos magic was. Are, they, are you going to still be able to do that thing you do? I hope so. I, I think that was more of a technique rather than an actual like magic thing. No, I, like the thing that you and I do. Well, no, I know what you mean. I'm just saying that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in there. We could probably work out. I'll yeah. do the, a Zana. new piece of magic that's a part of the, the message I'm giving. What do you mean there is a message to be given? Oh, uh, apparently the second Onocrine and I are really upset with me, but uh, but not as much 
as uh, what's the Oubliette guy's name? You guys remember him? Narcadian. The, uh, the, yeah, the Narcadian dude. The Narcadian guy is really upset with the Onagrin. Apparently something about I was supposed to be there and you guys weren't and whatever it was. But he said that he has another message for him because of the way his life's been all messed up. And I'm supposed to deliver the message, which is really just a, it's just a power statement. I'm just supposed to say no matter where you go, Narcadian is there. No, that is not the message you were supposed to get. <laughs> the turny turn. <laughs> Sorry. And when, uh, when I say that near, nearby him, that's... That's the message. Apparently, it's supposed to hurt him. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but if he gets on my bad side, I think I have to, so. And for this, he freed you of the chaos? Well, I don't know about the chaos. I did just do it. I was just on the black slab, but he let me down. I had to sit in a chair. What do you mean he let you sit in a chair? <laughs> what kind of bullshit is this? Fever <laughs> dream. I was in there for three fucking days. <laughs> Didn't get water. <laughs> This is actually a gnomish Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> you guys continue to hike and you camp for the night. Any preparations you're doing for night that I should be aware of? Again, it's wide open, dry plains with some scrub bushes. I don't know about preparation, but uh, uh, Bali is able to be treating every hour uh, to double up the drain recovery. Ooh. Uh, do, do Tell me more about this. Uh, this is because I'm such an awesome cleric. I am legendary <laughs> medic. Um, uh, let's me to do once per day per target. Uh, spend one hour to restore okay, disease, right. blinded, deafened. So you're extending that thing, and you make a roll. Uh, but you, who are you doing this on? Uh, everyone who's drained. Drained. I think oh, that would be two. So Xander, I think, already received it. That's how he, he. I thought you already received it. He received a rest, which cured some of the drain. That was a just whole separate that thing. That was a whole okay. separate thing. All right. Let's just go ahead and give you both of those. And so you guys both lose a drain condition. Plus one more for resting. Plus for one resting, more for rest. correct. So I am not drained. Anything else you guys are doing to prepare? Uh, Sildan, you seem concerned about being There's some noticed. runes. There's some runes. Yeah. There's some runes. Runes. Um, as far as that, Sildren is definitely. Like, you know, making sure when we stop, it's as in the most secluded place we can. He's preparing our area where no fire, um, you know, but kind of doing whatever he can to okay. to make our camp look very natural, which we used to have this this um, thing that would. Um, yeah. No, wait. Or is that a spell <clears throat> that Sildren has? I'm pretty sure someone in this party has a fortress in their pocket. No, mm -hmm. the old ladies have it. The magic yurt? Yes. Yeah. No, not the magic yurt. No, 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 this is a different one. The oh. one found in Charice's lair. Right, the... Uh, what? The adamantine fortress that Xanar found, or Palik found, that they didn't tell anybody about. What? Well, then, then how we did you know? Then we don't <laughs> Alistair know knows about it. <laughs> Alistair knows about it. Yaru hasn't said anything. Then we do not know about it. Uh, well, Xander knows correct. about it. I thought they them two know about of... it. They've been sleeping in it together, shacking Xander, up. Took it. They've been shacking up in it every night. Is in the claimed loot section. Xander's not the only one keeping notes. <laughs> 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 Does, did that just get dropped? Lost? 
You put I it, had they some put it in a bag of, of holding. Was it or an ability or a spell that allows me to do my druid? Like it's like like some sort of sanctuary. That I don't know. Ah. But what about this instant fortress? Yeah, it's I, I can tell you almost everything about it off of memory. Take a look. Was it traded to no. buy better goods? That's the no, it hasn't been mentioned once since they found it. All right, well, we'll say it's in the bag of holding that Polik has. It's like a 20-foot high for or uh, around. Yeah, yeah it's a metal cube, fits in your palm. Uh, for three actions, you interact with it, you toss it on the ground, it immediately unfolds into an adamantine fortress. Good memory, uh, uh Said adamantine. The monk knows about it. Yes. <laughs> the fortress is 20 feet square and 30 feet high, and I'm assuming someone's making this happen right now. Xander Palik, maybe. Yeah, Palik. Palik will. Yeah. Palik's just like, what's this? Throws it <laughs> and makes it happen. 30 feet high with adamantine stairs leading up to three sets of battlements at heights of 10 feet, 20 feet, and at the top. Arrow slits along the lower battlements and crenulations at the top provide cover. There's no roof, leaving an opening 10-foot square vertical shaft through the center. As a magical structure, I um, uh, 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 can't catch people inside. It has a single door in the center of one wall. The door appears in front of you and activate it. Uh, provided you are within 100 feet of the door, you can cause the door to open or slam shut and lock by spending a single action by saying something out loud. Um, you can instantly return the fortress to its cube form by spending a single action, and once deactivated, it can't be activated again for four hours. Huh. Boom! It's welcome. The fortress appears. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for remembering that. I have zero notes about it. I know that we saw it, but... Yeah. That was a very, very small scene around all of you guys in the Oubliette. I've, yeah, I've literally been waiting <clears throat> for any moment to, to find a moment where Yaru could bring that up, but he wouldn't know about it, so I just figured I'll metagame that one. Because I don't want that one to be lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, you guys rest there. Uh, for the night, you guys uh, get some energy back. There's no disturbance. Uh, and you all now are fully rested and are now all level 17. Yeah. I want I want a vorpal rune in my short sword. Runes are another thing. So Can you do <coughs> slashing damage? Yeah, he's the awesome. only oh, you're the only one. Okay, I thought that was you. So keep in mind there are three runes. Also keep in mind that the potency that you have, plus one, plus two, plus three, determines how many other runes you can have that are trait-type runes. So potency and striking are separate. All the others, Keen, Vorpal, Fire, all those. So if you have Potency plus three, you can have three of those traits. Got it. If uh, you have a plus two, you can have two of those trait runes. Yaru wants the speed if no one else wants it. Or if, it, if someone it. wants to roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, Potency plus two, and I don't have the Keen rune anymore. Okay. So I have room for... So I have the Fire, and the and I would have room for the Vorpal. If that's all right. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a fire, and the speed would be my second, and I have a plus three. You want to take speed? <coughs> I do. So can you describe that to me again? You gain an additional action. Okay. That to strike. Let me read so it perfectly. Quickened with a strike. You gain the quickened condition. You can only use that additional action to make a strike. Oh. You get one free strike every single turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Xanner, max at 178. Your current doom or drained rather brings you to 110 max. Thank you. And that's at 17 times whatever. Okay, and then uh, Yara, you have enough slots to hold that? I do. I have a uh, plus three potency, and I've only okay. got the flaming rune. I don't have shunkism right values. So flaming, now speed. 
Can you check my rapier and see if I have an extra? If I have uh, 193 hit points. I don't think I do, but I'm going to check. What is Let's see plus two greater striking, flaming shock rapier? Well, if it's flaming and shock, those are two, and it's a plus two weapon. Yeah. So then you're maxed. So okay. you would need the, you would need the plus one. three. Isn't there a plus three rune? There yeah, is. there's a plus three potency so, rune right so I'll there. Take the plus two out and replace it with plus three. You can totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. There you go. Huge. I, I could use a plus. Two. I mean, I can't use a plus two, but I, I can store a plus two in my weapon. Yeah, then might Unless as well. Somebody else. Unless someone else needs it. Do you have a sword to use? I think the most use. I have get used a sword previously in a bow. Yeah, I'll give it to. It's not really mine. Plus two striking. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Take it, Bolly. Plus nice. two striking. This is... Way to go. Potency. Yeah. Holy shit! Potency. I have. Potency. Wow. Is what it's called. So I go from non-striking yeah, to striking. Will do way two. better for you than it will me. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be rolling. All right. Crazy beans. Oh, and uh, you also uh, were able to identify a couple potions that I'm assuming. Uh, Piercy um, grabbed. This up. speed rune does yeah. apply to like a two action attack, so I can do two actions and then anything, awesome. anything at all that is a strike. Strike, awesome. Uh, you can do, but it can't be a different action that counts as a strike. Key. Key spell or key strike. Yeah, basically. it would say yeah. strike. Strike action. Yeah, right. gotcha. Uh, I'll double check that later, but yep. I think that's the case. Uh, anyways, uh, there was a couple potions that you found in the tower. You have found, you did the elixir of life. Uh, there were three, no, there were two, two consumed. Those. You have found a hemlock potion. Ooh. I say potion, um, but that might be a bit strong. Hemlock potion. It is a poison, and when it is ingested by your opponent, it takes 30 minutes to kick in. They have to make a huge 40 fortitude save or become enfeebled too and take 17d6 points of damage. Oh, oh my God. And after 10 minutes, if they go to stage two, they take 21d6 and are enfeebled three. And if they Jeez. fail again and get to stage three, they take an additional 26d6 and are enfeebled four. Why doesn't wow. it just say die? <laughs> and this is for like a, a die big... over time. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big creature. Yeah, but again, this is they've got to ingest it and it takes 30 minutes. So you got to plan right. ahead and story wise for that to happen. And that we're so good at that. Yep. Just uh, ask Scorchinor if he wants a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a cerulean, if they pronounce that right, C E R U L E A N. That's how I would say it. Cerulean? Cerulean Scourge. This is a injure poison you just coat your weapon with it and slash and the first hit it's applied uh, it's a fortitude 36 save and it does 96 poison at stage one 12 d6 at stage two and 15 d6 at stage three and it can last up to six rounds and we have never used poisons well in our group oh, um, tried <laughs> never uh, and all it does, you just take two actions at the morning, apply it to your weapon, and then at any time during the day, the first actual hit, it then applies that poison. Um, use it when you know there's a big battle coming. You've also found a stable form potion. Oh, wow. That is potion of stable form greater. 
When you drink this potion, immediately it uh, counteracts all hostile transmutation effects on you. So, so there are some spells like Baleful uh, Polymorph that Sildren has that might be able to counter that if someone were using it on themselves. Um, and then you have resistance against polymorph effects on you. So someone's trying to make you change shape against your will. That ah. would help against that. Okay. And then lastly, Juggernaut Mutagen Greater. Wow. I remember that one. Jugger Ollie quickly drinks it. Juggernaut Mutagen Greater. It gives you a plus four bonus to fortitude saves and a measly 45 temporary hit points. <laughs> Holy cow. Minus two to testicles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then whenever you are at maximum hit points <laughs> for at least one, one. Oh, hold on, let me double check. Whenever you are at maximum hit points for at least one full minute, uh, you regain those temporary hit points. It's not just when you drink it mm. for one full minute and that lasts an hour. Wow. So you can get those back. So if you're in a big battle and Bali keeps healing you back up to max, boom, it, oh, it has to wait a minute, but then you get 45 on top of that. Uh, in addition, fortitude saves that um, a, that are success become criticals, and critical failures become um, regular failures. <laughs> you do take minus two to will saves, perception checks, and initiative rules as it's a mutagen. Right. And again, I can clarify all that later. Whoever's going to take it, take it now. Otherwise, it's getting lost in essentially Polik's giant purse. Yep. Uh, I would take the resist polymorph. You want the stable form? Yeah, stable form. Yeah, would absolutely. Be great. Okay. Polik isn't the only one that has a giant purse either. Um, I think Polik should have the the like injured. Is Xander carrying the... it for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you have a bag of holding? Didn't you buy yes. a bag of holding? Yes. Yeah, but nothing ends up in yeah. there. Like yeah. You. Right. I, it, mine's still empty because you keep pilfering it. Yeah. Who wants? There's uh that point that scourge. Does anybody want that? The uh, one that goes on the blade. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. The what was it called? The hemlock? I didn't write down the name. Cerulean? No, hemlock was something else. Um, uh, cerulean. Cerulean. C -R yeah, cerulean is what I have. And then there's the hemlock poison. Who should um, take that? Maybe Xanner. He can shove it down somebody in a panic or something. I think, it takes uh, 30 minutes to oh, does start. It? Hmm. It's, it's got to be uh, Well, I think Bali should have impulsive. the juggernaut. <laughs> we need our healer to be... Strong and you know, have good fort saves. Sure. And regeneration. But he can do it to himself, but if he can just naturally have it. I, I mean, I know. would give it to a somebody, one of our martial characters. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, Jix had it. Well, how about Piercy? <clears throat> uh, I could take I, it. I can take it. And okay. then that I leaves what the hemlock. Do you want that, Xander? Uh, I'll take that one. I don't really yeah. know what I can, I can't really comprehend how I would use it. I would like to hold on to the fortress when we're done with it, though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. As somebody with, you know, well, just cross. a temple over my head. I'm gonna cross it off. Believe right. you got three yes, other yours. things uh, in Attitude your bag list. that we found along with the instant fortress yep. and our massive amounts. Uh, did you find those? Yeah, I found uh, two of them. The stone body mutagen, the Aeon Stone, and the Mobius Cube. Aeon what? Aeon what? Sorry, go Aeon what? Oh, um, you found, hang on. I have the Mobius Cube and the mutagen potion. I can tell you It's also an Aeon Stone. It's an orange prism. Adds plus two to skill checks and one action to increase the spell level. If you are trying to counteract a spell. Just give that to 
So there's the Aeon Stone Master. You want to know about the Mobius Cube? Yes. Uh, blah, 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 blah. This glowing cube has an 8th level spell magically bonded to it. Once per day, the gem casts the spell that it has. In this case, it is Time Beacon. Do you guys remember this at all? Yep. Oh. Uh, the activation uses uh, the same. Once the spell is cast, it fades about 24 hours later. So you can use, it just gives you a spell uh, yeah. once per day that anyone can That's use. That's why I didn't write it down. Um, yeah. And it was Time Original. Beacon. And this Time Beacon was really cool. Really cool. And I'm loading it up right now. Time Beacon. Time Beacon says, spend one action, leap onto the counter in the most amazing splits in your underwear. That was an action. That was an action movie reference. Um, all right, you can cast Time Beacon only during your turn. Keep careful. So you cast Time Beacon. Um, hold on, let me check the time. It's one action. You cast it during your turn. Keep careful track of everything that happens during this turn after you cast Time Beacon. At the end of your turn, you can choose to rewind time back to just after you cast it, removing all effects. Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. And if there are negative effects on you, it, it it rolls to counter each one. And if it fails, it doesn't go back in time. But even if you're not affected by an effect, you try and leap over the bridge. You try <clears> and make that one in a million shot and you miss. Time Beacon rewinds and you take your turn again. Oh, it's like the Omega-13 device. Yes. yes. It's like the Omega-13 device. That's... And what's the properties of that Aeon Stone? Aeon Stone Orange. Jeremy had it pretty close. It is. Gives you plus two to Arcana, Nature, Occultism, Religion checks. Arcana, Nature, and Occultism? And Religion, yep. And for one action, if your next action is to cast a spell, that spell's action is one level higher for the purpose of, uh, purposes of counteracting. So that is essentially, I believe, a permanent meta ability now you can have. So something like a Dispel Magic. You would if I spent three actions on the Dispel Magic, the first one being yes. to engage the Aeon Stone, then it would be cast at one level higher than Correct, which makes that. it even harder for them to cancel. <clears throat> that would be a level 10. If you up to level ten, yep. if I could cast level nine spells, yes, up to level nine for him, which is cool. which I, oh, oh, right, which I right. can't because I have disappointed because of the death. Yeah. <laughs> All right, news bear. It is hey, the it's the next day. You around judging you daily. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is. <laughs> but not to your face. All right, it's the next day. Sometimes. The instant fortress has been collapsed down in, making the transformer noise. <laughs> and uh, you guys continue and make your way out west. Sildren, make another survival roll. Uh, that's going to be 34. With a 34, it takes you guys a total of three days to get out there. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, it is not ideal. You finally make your way to the coast, and you are If I knew there. it was going to be that, I would have used a hero point, to be honest with you. Can I use the you hero can. point? You can. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how about I'm a... beacon right off the bat. It was 33 <laughs> days now. 42. With a 42, instead. it takes just two days of Sildren... Uses a compass and heads west, <laughs> and you guys make it to this coast. I have been totally fascinated, me personally, by the desolation of this coast compared to the, I don't know, the more uh, 
Arthurian coasts out on the west of Navarre with yeah. big trees, the, the pirate coasts out over on the Thousand Isles, mm. the cold uh, Nordic coasts in Ivron and up to Jarvain. Uh, here, though, we're talking just desert of, uh, of the Ironlands. There's nothing there. There's not trade. There aren't ships. It's, it's, it's just dry beach. There aren't great beachgoers in swimsuits and all this kind of stuff. There are occasional orcs going up and down the coast, but it's just empty. Um, and yet the Maiden Depths, which is a huge inner sea within the, the continent of Varenna, used to be a major trade uh, area long ago, and now it's just empty. You guys have arrived. Um, maybe no one's been at this beach in a very long time. It's rocky. It's got some little shrubs. It has that salty beach smell. You can hear some seagulls uh, making their little rattling noise. One seagull even lands in not too far away from you, Sildren, just out of view, and then slowly starts stepping into view, <laughs> making eye contact with you. And then it flies away. <laughs> So where's that happened to me in real life? <laughs> I'm watching you. Where's this tower? Is it in the middle of the water? Middle of the in the, the narrowest point, I believe it should be out there. It was once a beacon, I believe. Somebody who has more notes than In Varen's Island Sea, I found one of these towers directly between the Great Northern Port and its sister port on the south side of the sea. The tower was perched upon a perfect stone little island, as though rising out of the sea like a knife. It is used by local sailors as a landmark for travel, though more than one ship has been sunk by it in foul weather. So I have been told. The sailors always stay clear of this tower, saying it's bad luck. Knife Island sounds great. And Fleek will take the uh, her the foldable boat. Do you and, uh, know enough about... I'm sorry, go ahead. She's gonna, she's gonna unfold this foldable. <laughs> just narrating. That's all. <laughs> Go ahead and ask questions. Do we know enough about this area to know where those ports used to be? Um, you guys can make society rolls, and you are looking for. Hold on! Don't roll yet. You are looking for ba, 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 42s or higher. And if that's not possible, if I roll 20? I did yeah, not. Yeah, right. I'm not rolling. I, I can't make that possible. I didn't know that's possible by anyone in this group. It's not. Nope. <laughs> I think maybe. No. Nope. Nope. All right. No idea. All right. Well, let's, I guess, go for a sail then. Yeah. Come sail away. <laughs> Whips out the hat. Yep. Oh, God. Captain Polik. Captain Polik has returned. <laughs> so you have this collapsible boat. What is this collapsible boat again? It's a spectral boat of yeah. some sort. It's armed, it's armed by ghosts. And where? Tell me more about this. Was this it's another foldable boat? Charice layer. It was a purchasable we thing. We got it. Yes. From Meyer's store shelves. It's okay. crewed by the damned. Um... Folding boat greater. Folding boat with crew. A folding boat can take uh, okay, wooden box, 12 inches long, blah, 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 blah. or the other foot is a cutter piloted and crewed by ethereal sailors. Um, interesting note, the, the ethereal sailors don't prevent you from returning it back to the box, as though they would like fight and resist that. That's mm. kind of strange. Um, all right, yeah, so you had this uh, foldable boat. It is a little cramped. 
um, with all of you and these sailors. So you got to get a little up close and personal with just the right amount of seating. Some of you might have to do some lap on lap type situation. Um, at least their I'm the first mate. Wee! I'm king of the world. <laughs> so Xander, you're getting on Palik's lap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys then are, are on board this cutter and are floating in the water. And these spectral ghosts, blue-hued sailors that are there at your beck and command, looking at you with hollow eyes, maybe cursed to this existence, just looking at you with baleful eyes, hating every moment of their ex existence is pain to them. Hello. Hello. the ghost of Mad-Eye. Yeah, there's the ghost of Captain Jack. Uh, <laughs> Head west, my little babies. Do we want to go west or do we want to go? We go into the middle and see what we can see. Well, my my thought is there's a good chance that what's being referenced is between the two narrowest points. It's either there or it's I think probably to the far west. Um, but I would say we go south to the narrowest point and then work our way back. But I'm not the captain. Yeah. So I was thinking because I don't want to challenge Captain Polik because we know that bad things happen. You get the, kicked all overboard. Isn't there legitimately a city to the north of that? Yeah. That was like one of the cities I was thinking. Okay. I can't uh, right quite read what it says, but I know there is a city. There's another map. And if we just go do south, it's from port there, something. Yeah, there's a maiden north or something. Yep. Yeah, there's a tower right there, by the way. Okay, yeah. Um, west, then. I, sp I mean, I'll Are we going northwest? Defer to the captain. The... No, I want to just go west and like, see what we see. Yeah, I got my little spyglass out. Like... Yeah, so we're going right to the center of the depths. Yeah. Heading right to the S there. Okay. You guys set sail. It's going to be a long sailing journey with Palik captaining the way. Palik, make a survival roll for me and plus one due to your spiffy captain's hat. Way, way, and up she rises. Way, way, and up she rises. <laughs> Ooh, um, that's a natural one. Oh, shit. Take uh, one of mine. But take I'm going to use uh, ha halfling luck to uh, nice. re-roll that. Nice. And good um uh, 39 with a 39 you set sail. Oh, a 40 sorry you gave me plus one you continue to set sail and you are on the waters of the maiden's depth they are rough seas there is a wind that uh, rises and falls your ship across some harsh waves uh, you are getting wet and moist which the cat folk yaru seems to like least of all this is not Gosha. And the boat uh, continues to be crewed by these ghosts who uh, sing silent, ghostly, terrifying sea shanties. Oh, <laughs> rises. Oh, dead men tell no tales. loves this. And... <laughs> You guys have been sailing. You've been sailing for some time well, power now. Power chords of metal music playing. <laughs> On several, so it took you two days to get there. Another day, so a total of three days of travel you guys have gone in case you're tracking wound levels, drain levels, and or permanent hit points. Just damage, on the there. boat? No. Three, nope. Total of three days of travel. Boat. The boat is one more day of travel. 
the other boat. Are we able to rest to this point on these seas? Yes, yeah, yeah. You okay. Can, you can right. rest. Wounded goes away. Drain drops by one. All right, and Xander, don't forget your temporary hit points go up. While that's also happening on this second day of traveling in the sea, off in the distance to the north, you spot another ship. But oh. you can't see. It's so far away. You can barely see its mast way off over there. Even with my, my little spyglass. Damn spyglass. Yeah. I forget every time. <laughs> Captain Polique breaks out the spyglass. And uh, can I have you make a reflex save to see if you drop it into the ocean forever? <laughs> <laughs> of all the things make you want to Make a one. <laughs> what, what is 20. Oh! <laughs> it is now permanently affixed. <laughs> all right. She um, just whips out her hand and there's the spyglass. <laughs> Uh, you can see off in the distance, it is a sturdy-looking warship that is prickly with spikes and uh, spears and nasty carvings and drawings and red paint of an orcish warship, and it is heading straight toward you from far away. Not even straight toward you, on an intercept course, Captain. Um... Hey, we got some, probably some trouble to the north. If we can avoid that ship, we should. Can we just... How far to the north? Uh, I, I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> it was um, several clicks. Clicks. <laughs> Several clicks? Yeah. I mean, here, look. And I, mean, I show you. Approximately 10 knots? Or... That's the speed. Yeah. Oh, God. That's why he's not the captain. Yeah. <laughs> just almost over the horizon, far away, just within spyglass distance. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a ways. It's out. a ways. All right, cool. It's like three degrees. Do you, ha do you have anything? We could just just burn them to the not, water? I mean, not that Not far. right now, but like if it gets close. Oh, sure. It We've... looks like it's headed this way, but you know, what pro if... probably not. It's like what, first... do, <laughs> what do the orcs have against us? It's very... And we all look at Sildren. <laughs> <laughs> it's very what? spiky. <laughs> On board that ship, unbeknownst to you, are a bunch of orcs, and they are being yelled at by their commander, get ready for battle! And they start scurrying around these sailor orcs, getting their swords, their spears, uh, their crossbows ready, and at the uh, aft of the ship by the wheel is some thin little goblin guy who's just this ginormous wooden wheel and he's moving left and right and trying to see where to go. He is being guided by an orc shaman who is uh, sitting Indian, Indian Lake style, cross-legged style on the boat and throwing little bloody, tiny little bones of some small creature and reading those bones and then is pointing out, never seeing you, but sensing where you are at this vulnerable ship out on the sea. You guys are still sailing away, um, going, heading out west, and that ship slowly gets bigger and bigger. Uh, Bali, so it begin... is outrunning us. It's closing in. It's closing in. It's, it's a ship. We're a boat. In. Bali begins casting a water breathing on everyone aboard. Everyone starts dying. You cannot breathe air. <laughs> <laughs> Damn the stupid smell. <laughs> um... 
Xander is gonna watch out for where the boat comes, and when it starts, when it gets within range. Uh, what is range? Five hundred feet. Okay. When it gets within range, the boat is getting close. It is a couple miles out, maybe two miles out. It's a mile and a half out, getting closer and closer. Your sailors don't care in any way. What about mm -hmm. 800 feet? Is it near there? It's a mile out. Do you know how long a mile is, Anna? 5,000. Oh, I got some time. There you okay. go. Nautical mile, 6,000 feet. And it's getting closer and closer. Any other prep you guys are looking for? Or are you just all looking at Xanner? Mm. Piercy does some sort of like awesome swashbuckling on on the ship, just swinging from the sails and stuff like that to get some panache. Oh, all right. Uh, make an acrobatics roll minus three for the cramped conditions of this boat. Okay. I just picture him swashbuckling and making the fight sounds to himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me. I got you. After you. Minus three is a 38. With a 38, Piercy slips and falls into the water. Bye-bye. And uh, ran, over, ran overboard. DC was just still just a little higher than that, uh, and you cannot gain panache until you get closer to this boat and upon this boat. You Fair need enough. more room. The boat continues to close in. It is within a 1,000 feet. You can hear some drums beating from off in the distance. Oh no, not the drums again. And they are closing and closing. You can see movement out on the deck. There are a lot of orcs out there and they look a little more beefy, shall we say, than the ones you've been running into recently. And they are continue to close in. They are, you needed an 800 foot. Yep. They are within phaser's range, Captain. Wait, Xana. Also. What? <laughs> We've been All this what? <laughs> what? Right. Oh, Why? Yaru will, uh, Jump overboard, and as he does, he clicks his heels. The anklets of alacrity have uh, kicked on, and he has now uh, has the ability to water walk for the next ten minutes. And I will just walk on the water toward slowly towards that ship. All right. Xander stops waiting while he's walking slowly, sauntering. And Xander at uses fifty all at seventy-five movement speed, you know, slowly. The words he he pulls the dust out, he tosses it in the air throws it up with a, a spark of lightning inside to cast shadows up above and creates a storm of vengeance. Oh. This is the, the first time I've used a ninth level spell. In the whole campaign, a ninth level spell is being used. A massive storm cloud fords the air in a 360 foot burst. Beneath it, rain begins to fall and gales impose a negative four circumstance penalty to physically ranged attacks and weapon ranged attacks and the air in the area becomes greater difficult terrain for flying creatures. When you cast a spell, and for the and the first time each round you sustain the spell, you can choose one of the following storm effects. You can't do the same effect twice in a row, so there are different effects that happen with the storm. Okay. It could be acid rain. It could be hail. It could be lightning, where up to 10 bolts of lightning strike down, targeting creatures of your choice in the storm. No more than one bolt can target any one creature. It could be rain and wind, and it could be a thunderclap where everyone has to make a fortitude save or be deafened for 10 minutes. Uh, so it's going, and I am going to start with hail. Forget I said anything. I'm back in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Storm deals 4d6, uh, sorry, 4d10 bludgeoning damage to creatures beneath it, but they all get to make fort saves. Uh, okay, they will all fail that. Cool, 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 cool. So we're going to just... They're level four pirates. That's level true. Five. Why are we scared of orcs? <laughs> I wasn't scared of them. Six, eight, 
eight. Holy crap, that is 30. Thir uh, yeah, 30 points of bludgeoning damage. 30 points of bludgeoning damage, and this is still a huge burst of 360-foot burst. It's yeah. massive. And it's sustained. And so. it's sustained, uh, and that's every round for one minute, so that's 10 times you're able to do these different effects. Yeah. Um, so you can describe the utter destruction of this vessel. Yeah. It is It is exactly all the things that every sailor always wants warns of when the maelstrom comes. It is this out of nowhere black cloud that swirls above them, starts raining down just pounding rocks of hail that are fist-sized and beating up on people, switches to an acid rain that starts melting them and burning and causing smoke and things going around, followed by a thunderclap that is a deafening roar that just echoes everywhere until they can hear nothing. And then they slowly watch each one of each other die by a strike of lightning. As Jesus. it just takes each one of them out across until it ends at the shaman who should have seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's their fault. Yeah. What's that smell called? A uh, storm of vengeance. That's crazy. And Sildren hears some godly echoing voice in his head that just goes, Dude, <laughs> really? I uh, it was a ninth level spell. The orc ship known as the Peaceful Endeavor never sailed. <laughs> oh, the Peaceful Endeavor. Xander, I need you to make a occult roll not affected by your arcana ability that you have. This is essentially an occult luck style roll with a minus two, please. Oh, wow. That is a natural 20. Minus two is 18. Plus, what's your occult? Oh, you want me to add the occult? I thought that was just... Sure, sure, sure. Adding my occultism, that is... Uh, let me ask you real quick. All of my magic I am attuned to, so all occult rolls are... Nope, that's rolls. not what I'm just Great, straight so occult. so we're adding 27 to that, so that is... 47 minus 2 is 45. Okay. So, yeah, you're not 20, which is, would still apply. I there think. is yeah. a huge amount of storm. The storm grows bigger and bigger and bigger. The ocean is somehow reacting to this magic, and it swarms, and the wind grows, and the waves grow. There is a brief pause from these ghostly... Um, shipmates of your cutter and then they quickly just start trying to get this boat to go as fast as inhumanly possible your boat is caught up in this big storm and waves you guys are blown around uh, the visibility drops you guys are pelted by rain uh, everyone though does have the water breathing that um, mm -hmm. volley casts on everyone the boat's rocking and turning left and right big waves come up it suddenly is dark as all hell. Xanner, you're trying to stop sustaining the spell. The wind continues to grow and grow, and then unbelievably, as though because you were miles from it, you have triggered something magical within your incredibly huge spell and the magic within the Maiden Depths that you have traveled a great distance to exactly where you wanted to be with that natural huh. 20. 
Wow. And through the darkness, huge rain and pounding storms, you see there is a lone rock, almost like the most uh, coolest lighthouse there is, with a single tower uh, rising out of it. And on that tower is a symbol of a star with a sword piercing down through it as your boat is getting hammered. And again, it's nighttime now all of a sudden, rain still pelting. The group's trying to hang on to this little craft as you make your way towards this isolated tower and we will stop there for tonight all right um that was also very unexpected for me thank you so much (laughs) i am so interested to hear this after show and what we have to say about tonight if you want to uh, hear it yourself please uh support us on patreon and get access to the after show character creation and all sorts of good stuff uh thank you so much for uh listening and we will see you all next time good night thank you good night night all